Today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. We saw the horrific images coming out of uh, Syria uh, after the chemical attack. And then, of course, the response by the United States of America. Now G7 foreign ministers are meeting in Italy today uh, today to discuss a variety of topics, uh, the dominant being the actions in Syria. Uh, to talk more about all of this, Lindsay Rodman is with us, fellow at the Canadian Global Affairs Institute, research associate with the Canadian, uh, sorry, with the Center for International Policy at the University of Ottawa, and is with us now. Hello, Lindsay. How are you today? Hi, Scott. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for taking the time to join us. We greatly appreciate this. What does the world think of Donald Trump today, considering what happened over the weekend with the with the uh, retaliation attacks on Syria? Well, at the risk of uh, speaking on behalf of the world, I'll <laughs> try and take my best guess. It looks like there are two camps. Um, it sounds like the G7 and other members of the UN Security Council, for the most part, are applauding President Trump's efforts and um, his strike and the sort of strong stance that he's come out of the gate taking on this issue. Um, if you look into what the Iranians and the Russians are saying, of course, they have a very different perspective on it. And I would guess that the Syrians as well, and we can see from their statements, also don't approve. But but perhaps more importantly, for, from President Trump's perspective, um, it does not, of course, look like Russia is particularly pleased with these actions. Um, it looks like the U.S. strike actually uh, took every effort to de-conflict with the Russians. They warned them ahead of time. Um, no Russian planes were stationed at the airfield during the attack. No Russian facilities were on the base were targeted. And I don't believe that there have been any reports of Russian casualties. That being said, this is certainly an antagonistic move towards the Russians. So you've got two camps, a much bigger camp in support of uh, President Trump's decision uh, to take out that airfield, and then a smaller camp that looks mostly like Iran, Russia, and Syria, who's obviously upset about it. Uh, As you mentioned, Russia was warned that this was happening. Could they have defended against this in any way? And, and, you know, uh, anti-aircraft, sorry, uh, anti-missile firepower, anything like that to have lessened the the burden on Syria? If they had wanted to? They have the technology to do that, but that would be perhaps even more aggressive than what President Trump did. Um, since 20, uh, I believe 13, there's been a, maybe 2015, there's been a memo in place. It's a uh, memorandum of understanding between the United States and Russia. When Russia came into the conflict in Syria, um, they, they began the deconfliction regime where, regardless of whether the United States or Russia approved of what the other country was doing, they agreed to at least give them forewarning and therefore give everyone a sense of which aircraft were in the air and um, maneuvering and, and any other weapons that were employed. The idea there being that um, we're not at war with Russia um, and we wouldn't want to um, sort of have any air-to-air collisions or anything more dire than that. So um, so this memorandum has been, uh, frankly, pretty successful in terms of avoiding any catastrophe along those lines. Um, but today, Russia said that the, uh, or it may have been over the weekend, um, that, that they consider that memorandum no longer to be in effect because of what President Trump did. Um, if they were to what does that solve by doing that? Doesn't that like, what does that do? What kind, of, what kind of retaliation is that? That just seems silly. It does, frankly, uh, from my personal perspective. It doesn't um, seem to really help anything. It just seems to make it more dangerous for everyone. Right. Right. It does. I think um, the signal, my, you know, if I'm trying to read into what they're doing and the logic that might be behind it is just that um, they 
no longer want to cooperate in any way, shape, or form. I, I wouldn't say that anyone believed that the Russians were, quote, cooperating with the United States before that, but this was at least a vehicle for diplomacy. And that's really where the shame lies. I mean, first of all, it's just not safe to be operating without this deconfliction to the extent that you can be safe during these types of military strikes. Um, but the second problem is just that it was at least one small vehicle that we had for some engagement, for some information to be moving back and forth, at least at the very tactical level. Um, and now we've lost that as well. So, could, it, I mean, it's a shame. Could Donald Trump, in a sense, be responsible for what for the chemical attack in Syria? And I know, hear me out on this, in the sense <laughs> that he said, and Tillerson all said days before this, we're not interested in removing Assad. We're not interested in getting involved in their war. Does that send a message to Assad? Well, let's go nuts here. We can do what we want. and They're not going to retaliate. I, I mean, I would not go as far as to say that President Trump has those sort of chemical attacks on, you know. I guess my point is in the fact that he him. changed his policy position on this so quickly. Yeah, well, I, you know, to the extent that you want to say that perhaps President Assad felt emboldened by the fact that the United States appeared not to be willing to mm-hmm. um, take a strong stance, sure, uh, that's possible. Um, at the same time, the you know, there have been... a some fair criticisms of the Obama administration's position where they created a red line about chemical attacks and then really, um, you know, never made good on them or really didn't stick their neck out in terms of um, particularly bold moves in the face of encroachments on that policy by President Assad. This is, of course, the the worst thing that he's done since 2013, since we last had this conversation about chemical weapons. But they've been using barrel bombs with chlorine in them since then. I mean, there have been smaller scale chemical attacks using different types of chemicals since then. So it's certainly not, um, there could have been cause for more United States intervention previously. Um, There has been encroachment on the President Obama red line. So saying that President Trump also appeared unwilling to um, hold his feet to the fire I'm not sure that I'm willing to say that um, that you know th- this blood is on President Trump's hands, uh, despite having been an Obama administration appointee. I'm by no means a, a Trump apologist at all times, but on this case, I, I don't know that that would be fair. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to the Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to three on AM 900 CHML.